fun. And um, so I want you to go with me, if you would, to the Word of God, 1 John chapter 4. Today I believe God has given me a, a unique good word. It's, it's an old word as far as um, an old scripture. And so I want to look at this passage. One thing I have committed is that when we leave this place, you will have heard something that you did not previously know. That's, a, that's my prayer. You may say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, I'm talking about something doctrinally, something within the scripture, something that you know that you had never, you maybe have heard before, but you had not retained. I am just as guilty. There's times I open up the Word of God and I read and I say, man, where did that come from? I, I don't remember that. And so what I'm saying by that is there are some certain theological and scriptural things that the children of God need to know more than the music. Amen? More than our favorite Christian author, more than our favorite Christian preacher. The Bible said that we should take up the sword of the Spirit. Amen? Not the sword of the book or the publishing house. And so it's very important that we know the Word because in the end, the prophecies will fail. All of those things will fail or sometimes let you down. There's been prophets that have prophesied over me and it still hasn't come to pass. Not to say it won't, but some of them didn't. But this book will never fail. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will remain forever. So today I want you to go with me to the book of 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to read together. Would you stand for the reading of the word? I know you've been in spiritual aerobics today, but one more time I want to ask you for the reading of the word. It said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit. This is just simply an example that he's giving. These are not all the only criteria that you can find whether or not somebody is a false prophet. You do know the Muslims and, and, and other movements acknowledge that Jesus was a good man. Or in some, they maybe acknowledge that he was the Son of God, but they deny maybe his deity or some other aspect of his life. So this is not the only thing. This is just one thing that John is dealing with with the, with the people that will be reading this epistle. Confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. I believe we're dealing with that spirit today. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof we have heard that it should come. And even now already is in the world. And you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater, say greater, is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Now let's read that one more time. I want to show you the trick that I'm going to do. This caused me to learn this a little bit better this week. Greater, say greater, is He. Capital H and capital E. I know it's not there and I hope Lord don't... Hold me accountable for adding to it. But that's the way that I believe it's intended when you read it and, and study it. Then he, that's a lowercase h and a lowercase e. That is in the world. And so today I want to just talk to you about this. 
He is greater than he. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, anoint me and bless me. God, touch my mind. I'm believing, God, for a great day today as we share the word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, back in early 1900s, there was a comic book character that rose to fame. Some of you may would think that I'm talking about Superman or Batman. But before them, there was one called Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was named also Shazam, not the one that Gomer Pyle talks about. <laughs> See, y'all don't think I knew all about that, did you? Not that one, but this superhero is an anachronism for six immortal elders. They are, now we all know that there's fallacy and falsehood to all of this Greek gods. But for this example, his name is an acronym of Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. He links up in the story with a young boy named Billy Batson. Billy Batson is a foster kid. He's a very scrawny kid and he's a weak kid. He's around the age of 12, if you remember. And in this story, Billy Batson didn't look like much. But the ones that were coming against him didn't know what was on the inside of him. And in the story of this comic book, he could say one word. And with that, lightning would strike and arose this immortal superhero by the name of Shazam. That word was Shazam. If he hollers out that word, lightning would strike, he would come to uh, strength. And whatever came his way, he would be able to thwart. Well, when we begin to look at this story of the scripture of God, this thing came to me as I began to relive some of my uh, stories that I was familiar with. Because it sounds awfully familiar to the believer. You and I sometimes don't look like much. And even when you do think you look like much, there is always somebody bigger, some problem that is stronger, and some situation that you can't get out of. But with the mention of one name, and that name is not Shazam, that name is not Muhammad, that name is not Buddha. That name is not some other deity, but that name is none other than Jesus Christ. What is on the inside of you begins to bubble outside of you, and that which you did not think you could withstand, the believer begins to do something supernatural and begins to live the promises of God out that says nothing shall separate me from the love of God. That I I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. With just one name of Jesus, you can become someone that is supernatural. See, the Bible begins to open up in this section with this thought 
of two he's. When you look at this, he says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Well, the first one is a capital H-E. When you look at this capital H-E, it is not other than God Almighty, but also when you look and dig just a little bit deeper, it is the very Spirit of God that dwells inside of the believer. Make no mistake, the he that he is talking about is not uh, it is not some type of um, angel, but it is that third person that we believe in, this Holy Spirit that Jesus spoke about. But then when you look at the second he, the lowercase he, you see that this is none other than the devil, say devil, the devil himself. It is not some... It is not some type of imp or it is not a, a little a minion of the enemy, but it is the devil himself. And he is inside or living in the world. So when we look at this study, we see also this example of where these two are. Now I want to show you something on this screen, so don't make fun of me because it's my drawings, okay? So if we could get this on the screen, I want to tell you just a little bit, and I want to teach you just a little bit. It don't look as bad as I thought it did. As I begin to study, I begin to think about an example that this begins to share. It begins to talk to you about where these two are. Where He, the Lord, is, and where He, the devil, is. So when you look at this this diagram that has been drawn right here, I'm drawn. I want you to see the, the one over here on the left that I have so neatly labeled the world. This is that cosmos that is mentioned in the scripture. When you look at this, when you see the world, that's where he is. But then when you look over here and you see you, you see the Holy Spirit. Inside of both circles, there is another circle, and inside of this one over in the world, it's Satan. Inside of this one in you, it is the Holy Spirit. How do we know this? Well, it's found within the Word of God. I'm going to take you on a journey today. I told you I want to try to teach you just a couple new things before we leave this place. We're going to kind of go back and forth from this diagram to the Word of God. See, we know that the Holy Spirit is inside of the believer because of what the Scripture says. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, I want you to see what it says real quick. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, it says this. Right before he leads them in this, this thought of greater receiving, he says, For... <laughs> Got me right before I was able to get to it. 1 John chapter, chapter 3, verse 24. Do I need to? The Bible says this. He says, Now he who keeps his commandment, listen to this, and abides in him, and he in him, and by this we know that he abides, say abides, in us by the Spirit whom he has given. You need more proof? John 14 says this. John 14 Verse 15 through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give to you, say, Comforter, that he may abide with you forever. 
Even the Spirit, listen, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him for, listen, this is, we're not going to go any further than this verse, for he say dwelleth, he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. You don't have some make-believe power inside of you. You don't, you don't have your favorite preacher inside of you. You don't have your favorite church inside of you. What is on the inside of the believer is none other than the Holy Spirit of God that Jesus said, I will send you the Comforter, the very Spirit of God that Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You've got the Spirit of God inside of you. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have something that has always been and always will be something eternal has come inside of something carnal and He's doing a wonderful work in your life. But how do we know the devil? We give him a lot of bad rap, don't we? How do we know the devil is in the world? Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, the Bible says this, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, he says this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I want you to hear what the book of Ephesians says about the old devil. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with the devil before, but there's been a few times I've had to tell him just what I have thought about him. And there's sometimes you got to remind him he may control this world, but he doesn't control you. And in Ephesians chapter 2, it says this, verse 1. It says, and you he made alive. Not this one. Ephesians 2, verse 1. And he made alive and were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I want you to know it's very, it's self-explanatory when you look at this scripture. In you, if you are a believer, you have the Spirit of God. And in this world, if you are looking at this world and seeing the sinfulness of this world, there is only one who has domain and dwells in this world that he's referring to, and it's none other than, the, than Satan himself. And so when we look at this diagram that I have put up here, I want you to understand when you talk when you talk about the world the world is this community of sinful humanity 
You look at the streets and you look at the movement of people and people are going after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And Satan is roaring like a lion according to the book of 1 Peter chapter um, 2.5, I believe. And he is seeking whom he may devour. So when you understand the lineup that He's giving you, that inside of you there is the Spirit of God, that inside this world there is the devil himself, it is no secret what is going on. The enemy comes at you with all type of attacks. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I can. He comes to you with so many attacks, sometimes you're not even ready for it. According to 1 Peter chapter 5 and 8, it says, Peter warns his followers. He says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil that is in the world, is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So make no secret, there is attacks. There is things that you and I will face. As you saw on this drawing, there are arrows or there are block. There are things that are coming our direction. The enemy has got a game plan that is ready for you. He attacks you with things that I have labeled the effects of the fall. You understand because of the fall of Adam and Eve that you will die one day. Because of the fall of Adam and Eve, the devil didn't... Listen, because of the fall of Adam and Eve, you will have sickness. This week as I have visited with people and called people and and been reminded of some of the sicknesses that we're dealing with, we understand that this is because of the fall. It is because of sin that some of these things are happening. But you make no mistake, when things like COVID and things like cancer and things like heartache and things like death begin to come at you, there is the enemy waiting to pounce on the believer. That when cancer hits your home, when heart trouble hits your home, when when sickness hits your home, there is the devil in your ear saying, I thought God was healer. I thought God was going to take care of his people. I thought God was going to do this and do this and do this and do this. You go to church and you read your Bible, but yet you are dealing with all of these situations. We must understand that we deal with them and we will continue to deal with them until Jesus returns because of the fall. I also label it as an attack, the sins of life. Mankind is wicked. You, as lovely as you are, and some of you are lovelier than others. That's a joke I'm playing. I was talking, you're lovelier than others. When you look at that, you understand that you are a sinner. And there are three areas that First John talks about. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And if the enemy can get you in one of them, he will. He's ruined a lot of families. He's ruined a lot of homes. He's ruined a lot of people because they couldn't keep their eyes off the lust. 
They couldn't get their flesh off the lust. They, they, they had the pride of life. They wanted to be like the man that said, I don't know if I can give up all of those and begin to walk away from the Lord that said, sell it all and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you this. The enemy will be resilient. You may think you whipped that sin. You may think you whipped that temptation. But the enemy, if he has his way, the next day he will present you a situation where you will have to show yourself and God that you are ready to conquer it. And the third thing is, as I have labeled these things, the struggle of the Spirit. Those things that I've labeled struggle of the Spirit is these attacks that the enemy, please, those attacks that's coming from the world and inside the world is the devil. And I want you to look at those two little small arrows that's inside that. I've labeled that that it is coming from. A lot of times we wonder, where is it coming from? Where, 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 who's doing this to me? What arrow is coming in my mind? And who, who's bringing these seeds of doubt and fear and worry and anxiety and stress and all of these things into my life? I want you to understand that Satan is the source of it. You may be scared of something, but it's Satan is the source of it. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And so that's the he that we see here. Some of you today, you may be here and you are dealing with these things like fear, like worry, like doubt, like anxiety. You may be dealing with something that's different that has not been named by the preacher. But you make no mistake about it. Satan uses the effects of the fall. Satan combats us with the sins of our life. And Satan tries to defeat us emotionally and spiritually. And he tries to destroy the believer. Oh, he knows what's on the inside of you. Satan knows what's on the inside of you. He knows what rules and reigns on the inside of you. But he still is trying to destroy you. He is coming after you. And what I, I want to combat today before we get to the end of this is the fact that the child of God, John says, listen to me little children. And in saying that, he's saying that because they are not yet to where they need to be in their faith. And I am saying to you please children of God understand the preacher. Do not sell out your soul for this world because the one that is in this world, it is no secret. He is trying his best to destroy you to destroy your family and to destroy your future. I want you to understand that the attacks of the world is not from some family member. It is not just from some ex-person, but it is from Satan himself. Oh God, but look at this. The beauty of this situation is if you are a child of God, inside of you is not other than the Spirit of Almighty God. And in this story, he says, little children, you have overcome. Don't you find it strange in these closing moments that he said you have over? Say overcome. I want you to say it real loud if you would. Overcome. We have a lot of people in the church that are not overcoming. 
We have a lot of people in the pulpit that are not overcoming. They can't conquer the things that are going on out in the, that the world is throwing towards their life. And I believe some of it is because we have yet to understand the revelation of what is going on on the inside of the believer. See, when Satan comes after you with an attack, the reason you can overcome is because there is something on the inside of you that he does not label as equal. See, even in the comic books, when, when, when Shazam says Shazam, there's some people that he fights that are really his equal. There are actually some people that he fights that he should have no business winning against. And a lot of times he has to have help to outduel his opponent. But I want you to understand the Bible did not say that, 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 that equal is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Bible didn't say the one that is in me needs help to battle the one that's in the world. No. I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing that the Bible says that it's going to be the best two out of three that's going to decide the battle. But the Bible said that the one inside of you is greater than the one that is in the world. Now, now I don't know if you understand because I want to tell you something. See, the reason I've got those arrows going above the world is because there is nothing that the world can throw the believer's way. That can cause the believer to find defeat. Because in the believer is the very spirit of God that has overcome the world and can bring victory to the child of God. And in this closing, I've only been going 20 minutes. I know it may seem like eternity. But, but in this closing, so in the world, say world, say devil. There's the devil. Say in the world is the devil. Say, in the world is the devil. That fear attack, that's the devil. I, I believe it. That anxiety attack, that's the devil. There's things, listen, I'm not saying that the devil is, I'm not saying that you are possessed or you are controlled. What I am saying is there is a mastermind behind it that is trying to destroy the child of God. But the believer, there's something euphoric. There's something, it's like a crescendo that hits. That when you understand this revelation, my God, you understand He's greater. He's not equal. He's not on the same playing ground. I had a big brother my entire life and a big sister. I never was on the same playing field or level as they were. Anytime I won, I was let to win. Anytime somebody got picked on, it was, I got picked on. Anybody know what I'm saying, how I'm feeling? Never equal. Never, never on the same level. But John, when he's writing about the believer, he didn't say, greater is you. <laughs> he didn't say, greater is the weak. He didn't say, greater is the man. He didn't say, greater is the woman. He didn't say, greater is the apostle. He didn't say, greater is the preacher, the singer, the musician. He said, greater is 
He. <laughs> when you look up that word greater, there's four things you find out. You find out, number one, that He is greater because He's just simply greater. He's greater because in His amount and intensity, there is no one like Him. The Bible said that you can make yourself go into the skies and He's there with you. It also says you can make your bed in hell and there He is also. You can go up, you can go down, you can go right, you can go left, but make no hey you don't have to question it one time God is there his spirit can go wherever the devil tries to push you to there is nowhere no battle no situation that the Lord God Almighty cannot go with his children He's in the ER. He's in the ICU. I tell you what, we are dealing with some times where family members cannot even go into the ICU room. But it does not matter if they are there alone. There is a God in heaven that is there with the believer. I feel this inside my spirit. Oh, He is greater because He's greater. He's greater because He's stronger. There have been times in my life, singers, would you just begin to get ready to come because i got to stop. There's been times in my life I know I don't look like it, that I was not strong, that I was lifting weights. There were times that I would go to the gym and I would lift weights and I would try to max out. Anybody know what maxing out is? Mine was usually about 350. Okay, I'm glad nobody else got that. But there were times you'd max out and you'd have to get back on that bench. And if you got something that was a little bit too tough for you, what'd you have to have? A spotter, right? <laughs> Sometimes that's how life is. Sometimes the, the weight on the bench is just a little bit too much for you to endure. Sometimes life is so hard that you don't know if you're going to be able to get from out under the pressures of life. Everything is going wrong. Everything is out of control. But there is a spotter by the name of the Holy Spirit that's inside of the believer. And it does not matter how strong the enemy is. We have a Savior who is stronger? My God, He's greater. He's stronger. He's an elder. I'm done. I'm almost done. Please bear with me. He's done. He, he, he's an elder. And what do you mean? That means, listen to this, that He is greater in age. He is greater in birth. He is greater as of in earlier times. I tell you what, the enemy of our soul is a created being. And I want you to understand that there is no one greater in the sense that he has always been, he will always be, and no one will ever knock him off of his place. Before there was a earth, before there was a canvas called space, there was a God in heaven heaven and there dwelled the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh! You think you're the first person he's ever dealt with with that problem? That's what I've had to come to terms with, Brother Tom. Do I think that I'm new to him? Oh no. He's been dealing with this ever since the, the sin and the fall of Adam and Eve. And there is nothing that I deal with that he has not seen. He's greater. Whew. My God. He's greater in the fact that He's... There's more of Him. 
He's stronger. He's older. And he's a whole lot bigger. Wow. He's bigger than the cancer. Somebody say amen. My God, I'm just going to stop right there. He's bigger than the stroke. Somebody say he's bigger than a stroke. He's bigger than cancer. Somebody say he's bigger than worry. Somebody say he's bigger than anxiety. Somebody say he's bigger than doubt. Somebody say he's bigger than fear. I want somebody to say it. I'm not, I'm not just talking to the walls here, I hope. Somebody say he's bigger. What have you been dealing with? What have you been facing? What has the devil thrown your way? What does it seem like you can't get out of your mind and you can't get out of your life? I want you to just right now say, He is bigger! Woo! My God. I, 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 he's greater. Greater is He. That is in this vessel, this clay jar, this weak man, this smart human, this failure. Greater is He. Not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. I don't have victory because of my talents, my degree, or because of my last name. I have victory. I have, I have overcoming ability. I am going to win. Not because of me. Not because of my church. Not because of what songs I sing. But because the one inside of me is greater than anything the world can throw at me stand to your feet my God